This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome to America's Off-Road... Bo- oh, we're waiting on Kyle. <laughs> like normal. Lagging. Oh, gosh. God dang it, Kyle. All right. Okay, Kyle, tell us about your <clears throat> pinky. Tell us. You really want to do this right now? This is how we're going to open this podcast? I don't... Yeah, I've been in suspense all day. Welcome back, everybody, to another <laughs> episode of America's <laughs> Off-Road Podcast. <laughs> Kyle. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. You want to hear the story? I'll tell uh, the story. It's a uh, good one. I love you, buddy. It's a good opener. Carry on. Um, as always, <laughs> tune in. Uh, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, all your favorite podcast uh, channels. Um, today, we've got, as always, Coop and a special guest. Mr. Wayne from SDI. How you doing, sir? Wayne Jack. Welcome. Sorry, I'm, this is going to be a, an interesting podcast. So many nicknames. So many nicknames. I'm setting a timer on my phone because and our, yes, our camera everyone, guy, Cameron. If, if you're looking at Wayne and you're wondering where, where you know him from, yeah, he, he was on two Ultimate Adventures. Yep, 16 and 17. Yep. The hottest mm-hmm. Ultimate Adventures He was on ever. The, the first one when Cameron almost died. Oh, you were on yeah. that one? I was yeah. on that one. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, most people yeah. don't even remember Cameron was on that one. He was there for, what, a day? A and day. A half? A day. Yeah. And he almost <laughs> died. Almost died. Um, were you there as a reader or yeah, with the I shop? Yeah, I was an invited reader. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I sent them a picture of my truck and a little paragraph that said, I've always wanted to do this. And, <laughs> Please uh, pick me. And then I get this call at work. Christian Hazel's like, hey, uh. Uh, you're, you're in. You're in our top. I know. He goes, you're in our top 10. So, oh. Uh, and I'm like, oh, awesome. And he's like, so if we called you to go, could you really get the time off from work? I'm like, yep, I can totally get the time off work. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, does your truck have everything it needs? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but it will. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have a cage. <laughs> Was it, it running? It, it was running. <laughs> okay. But good. it didn't have about half of the parts that I listed in the yeah. you know, specs. Sure. They were in a box. Because you're like, I will figure out how to get that done if and, they take me. And I wasn't lying. I owned the parts. I just, they weren't on the truck. <laughs> right. But I did own them. And uh, that would actually be a funny loophole if you just had them in a box in the back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a locker. It's right there. <laughs> so then he, the, his next question is, can you be ready? And I'm like, yeah, of, of course I can be ready. I just need to build a cage, build a rig, chop the back off the truck and, <laughs> you know, clock the transfer case. Right. And, uh, you know, it's like a, five put minutes, a, put a winch on it. Right. Um, yeah. It's a bunch of easy stuff. <laughs> so then I was like, wow, I might get picked for this, but I still thought probably won't happen. Right. And then the next day, 
like 2.30 in the afternoon, I'm at work. He's like, hey, this is Christian. We thought about it. You're in. And I was like, oh, well, oh I actually have to do this I, stuff. Now I got some work to do. I have an awful lot of work to do. <laughs> and then I remember, like, you know, I called some buddies. I'm like, hey, I'm going on Ultimate Adventure. You know, holy shit, I got a lot of work. To do. Sorry. Can, can no, I you're good. On a podcast? It's ours. Oh, it's our, our camera guy will go bleep, bleep. Oh. So I'm like, man, I got a lot of work to do. And then uh, I went home. And then told the wife, I'm like, I'm going to be in the garage from <laughs> right. now through, like, July. Yeah. She's like, why? I'm like, I got into the adventure. And she's like, thank God, because all you do is watch those videos <laughs> on YouTube all the time. She's like, we've seen the – she's like, I'm so glad you're finally going. Yeah. And then, like, that weekend I tore into the truck, right? I'm like, I'm going to get all this. So I'm going to get such a head Woo! start. And uh, I got, like, half of one thing done on this, like, 30 – item list and uh sunday evening i went in the house and i told my ex-wife now ex-wife but wife then I'm right. like uh hey i'm like i'm gonna call them and tell them there's no way i'm gonna be ready <laughs> um, i'm like there's no way i'm gonna get a cage done there's no way i'm like yeah. there's just no way it's gonna happen right and she's like what who are you i'm like yeah i'm like i'm gonna tell them they better pick somebody else because there's no <laughs> way in hell I'm going to be ready. And then uh, she asked me, she says, uh, if you say no, will you ever get to go again? I'm like, no way. Like, if yeah. they told you you're going and then you call them and say, and say yeah, I, I can't, can't really go. They're going to be like, no, he's not reliable. Yeah. They'll be like, no, this guy's out. I'm like, no. She's like, well, then you better figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And yeah, figured it out. You figured it out. Yeah, and then you were on it. And then uh, I remember this. I don't know if you do, but there was a pretty awesome harebrained idea hatched between you and Sam Gillis that revolved around a Honda Odyssey. Yeah, oh, that was a uh, minivan. That was, that was late at night around a campfire. Oh, God. I was so pumped about that idea, and I was so ready to see Sam Gillis in a soccer mom minivan. Yeah, that did happen. So, yeah, back then I was still working at Honda, and mm -hmm. uh, everybody was like, oh, you need to get a get an Honda Odyssey. Odyssey. Get an Odyssey and build it. That get was, them to sponsor it. And I was like, eh, That ain't going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to happen. And then, <laughs> Even though you could haul a whole bunch of Capri Sun and stay hydrated. Yes. Like a Honda Odyssey would have been. I was yeah. so ready for Sam Gillis to be in his lime green Honda Odyssey. Yeah, on forty. That did happen, and I mean it spiraled. <laughs> like there was a lot oh, of ideas. It went off. A lot of the ideas. Deep end. Did he ever buy one? No, 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 no. Well, no. Had, I was supposed to. I was supposed to broker a deal where the company just Honda. provided one and yeah. became and a sponsor. Guys, oh, well, and then he was end. supposed to sell his two buggy, which I think he only. Just recently, I did. saw that get listed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he sold that. I think it's finally gone. He's That's ready a, for the Odyssey. It's like a legend. <laughs> Let's make it happen. Sam Gillis, <laughs> bring it back. Get your Honda Odyssey on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So first Ultimate Adventure, was that Arizona? You, where uh, you we, we started off in uh, Ridgecrest. Ridgecrest. Did the California. Oh, Isham, very cool. Isham Canyon Isham, Trail. Which and was, that's, it was 128 degrees out on the trail. It was hot. Yeah. And Cameron literally, <clears throat> literally almost died. Yeah. And you were in Grandma. Uh, with yeah. No, no with AC, no AC. Right? Not only no AC, but as I was telling Wayne earlier, I, I figured out that the uh, the heater core there was a temperature thing. You know, you move cold, yeah, hot, which is really like hot, hotter, not quite as hot. <laughs> and uh, well, there was a valve in there that the cable had become disconnected from, and it was stuck wide open. So it's 128 degrees in this little draw, oh, and the heat's gosh. on, and the heat's like permanently moving through grandma yeah. and if you didn't see grandma before that's like a tin can oh man metal floors yeah like yeah. you need uh you need some uh with that one you need a you need a tetanus shot you need <laughs> oxygen you need i mean she was awesome but like exhaust fumes just rolled straight into that <laughs> yeah and then it was hot and then everything else and it was just a overall we've talked about this a lot on here but cameron like, I'm surprised he makes it through every day. Yeah. 
love the guy, but wow. We all love him. <laughs> and he's not even here today, so yeah. we'll see how this That's how much we love out. him. We talk about we him talk when he's not here. If there's, not any, here. If there's anything wrong with the podcast, the audio, the... It's his fault. It's his fault because he's not here. Why'd you leave us alone? (laughs) Terrible idea. Break all the equipment. (laughs) Um, So fast forward a little bit. You uh, were with Honda. You had a pretty big um, role with them in the release of the Talon, which I got to say is awesome. I bought one partly because of you. Yeah. And uh, it it was pretty amazing. And now you are with uh, SDI. Yep. Yeah. So I was with Honda for 20 years. I was a test so it was a short stint. Short stint. Yeah. <laughs> short stint. Um, I was a test engineer the whole time. I started mm-hmm. in auto. I did uh, ECU calibration mm-hmm. back in Ohio. A lot of dyno testing and driving testing and all that. And then uh, back in 05, I moved out to California for the motorcycle test group. And uh, oh wow, that's quite the change. Yeah. Yeah. I was the uh, off-road test group leader. How much fun was that? Were you like seriously? No, yeah. I get a yeah. I get a paycheck. Yeah, I mean that was pretty cool for a, a motocross racer kid, right? That also got an engineering degree, to, yeah, uh, and and clearly wasn't good enough to be like a factory racer, right? To actually go out there and uh, and get paid to ride dirt bikes was <laughs> uh, was a pretty awesome gig for a while. I That's did that right. for about eight years, and then I moved into. Um, the sales and marketing side of the company, and I was the project leader for all the side-by-side projects for a few years. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, we launched a, a bunch of cool side-by-sides, the Pioneers and Into the Talons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then fast forward here um, to just a couple months ago. Um, and actually, those contacts were all made. The reason why I ended up at SDI starts back at Honda because right. um, the owner of the company that I work for now, SDI, um, he was a test engineer for KYB. Right. So we spent days and days and years of time out in the desert doing suspension settings together. And we became friends over that. We started trail riding together and everything. And uh, yeah, he started SDI 16 years ago out of his garage. Um, wow. Yeah. Just <clears throat> started by distributing uh, shims to suspension shops around because there's a like a limited amount of people that actually manufacture good quality shims for valves well yeah it's it's really really hard for all of those little suspension shops to get parts all the different thicknesses and we're talking thousands yeah there's hundreds of different shims right that make up those valving stacks and it's really hard for them to get parts so he started distributing he Mm -hmm. got a kyb distributorship and then Hmm. Showa and then WP and was just doing that out of his garage and then it kept growing and then around 09 um, he decided to do that full time and uh, bought a, a, his first NC mill and mm-hmm. started making some parts wow. and uh, yeah the company's just continued to grow and now we've got full machining department we've got we've got uh, screw machines lathes mills um, three different departments, you know, we're manufacturing parts for some shock OEs, manufacturing our own line of shock parts. And, uh, yeah, so he just grew that up and we were talking about having me come out and, uh, join the company and timing was right. So I made a, a pretty big transition and, uh, yeah. And now, now you're here and this is your <clears throat> first jump into your own full shock and you're like you know what we're not just going to jump into the shock world we're going to change the game oh take it to a whole nother level yeah exactly so uh yeah we're talking about our e-click suspension system so um it's the industry's first semi-active self-adjusting um shock package one and like in the aftermarket for for those of you that are watching this and you're kind of like trying to grasp you know if you've if you've ever messed with a a Ford Raptor, we'll say, or a Razor Turbo S with the live valve and the uh, dynamic ride control, that's essentially it. Only they take the basics of that, which are pretty like they're amazing for what they are. Yeah. But they're limited in the scope of what you decided. You pretty much looked at the whole scale of everything and said, "Okay, cool." So they're watching that. They're changing what things are doing side to side, up and down, if it leaves the ground, this and that. But 
we want to do more and we want to bring it to the automotive side because really and and we were talking about this earlier about it being like an analog product shocks being an analog product in a digital world yeah shocks are generally analog yeah and you you have these rigs that are like super smart and then you're like cool we're gonna put this little shock on here with this thing that moves up and down and it kind of does an okay job in one aspect but not all and you said now i think uh i think we should uh well your tagline kind of nails it what was yeah, that it's uh suspension without compromise it so, covers all of it yeah yeah so like you know typically shocks are an analog hydraulic mm-hmm. device right mm-hmm. and we can valve them fairly fairly specifically to work in, in a certain type of terrain. one plane yeah and it, it, we can make them work really well like we can make them work really well if you want a real soft plush ride for like slow speed off roading, mm-hmm. we can make them work really well. If you milk wanna, runs. How about can you make it rock for me going to get a carton of milk? Yeah. That's what Kyle needs. I mean, yeah, Jeez. yeah, we can do that. We can make it work through big whoops. Uh-huh. We can make it work on the road where it's not moving much and it needs mm-hmm. to be stiff. But the hard part is there was always a compromise to be made because um, you had to pick where did you want it to work best? Right. And uh, now with the electronics on our shock package, we don't have to make that compromise anymore. So we're actually adjusting the compression damping real time based on how you're driving. Wow. So yeah. And it's a lot real time. 250 times a second is when it's pinging. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, our ECU, so our system has an ECU, it's got an inertial measurement unit, Mm -hmm. and then we're tapped into the onboard diagnostics of the vehicle. So 250 times a second, we're looking at all that data, and then we're changing the compression damping of all four corners real time mm-hmm. based on what you're doing. So the, like, the easiest example that I always talk about is, is cornering. So say you're going around a left-hand corner. It's going to see the steering input, then the IMU. Through the sensor in the steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, it's going to see the steering angle sensor change, so it, we know that you've done a steering input, and then the... IMU is, is actually feel the yeah it's actually going to measure the acceleration to the outside the lateral <laughs> acceleration and it's also measuring vehicle position so it knows how much the vehicle's rolled and then we're going to adjust those outside outside shocks stiffer so that it controls that body roll so it's just all about taking you know we started with Jeep because a lot mm. of people put big tires and it's the number them. one most modified vehicle on the planet yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's why we jumped in with this product Mm -hmm. into the Jeeps first. And, uh, yeah, we're controlling that, that higher CG vehicle now so that it drives more like it or actually better than it did when it was from the factory. Right. Exactly. When, and for those of you watching, we'll, we'll have a video out here shortly. We, uh, we, uh, were lucky enough. Wayne flew up here with, a set of the uh, E-Click uh, Pros, and we installed it on Punkin. And you guys have heard us talk about Punkin yeah. in the past, but um, super excited about getting it out this weekend. I have a big snow wheeling trip with uh, yeah. some of the guys That'll over at, cool. uh, on the on the west side there, the guys at Mule and a few other places, and we we get together in the winter to go play in the snow. And I know. I wish I could have stayed for that trip. I got to be in Arizona this weekend. Another one of our dealers is doing their like annual Christmas uh, coffee oh. and crawlers. Yeah, right on. Deal, and they get about two hundred guys. So we were already committed to that. That's in a parking lot. Yeah, they're just. It's just a. a You're gonna e click in the parking lot. <laughs> well, we're gonna have our. I'm going wheeling. Just saying. Just saying, Wayne. We're going to go put it to the test. Hey, SDI, if we're committed to you, we'll be there. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm making eye contact with the camera. <laughs> Through the if you're just listening, you can't see the <laughs> intense eye contact. Intense. Making. Mm. So this eClick system, like Cooper just mentioned, we got the Pro installed. What I really like about it is there's different levels of the eClick system. Yeah. So why don't you explain the different levels of those a little bit so – yeah, so we kind of <clears throat> jumped right into everything. Yeah, the whole deep end. Full meal but, deal. Uh, but yes. there's some really other cool Yeah, so cool we have things three levels of E-Click. So every E-Click system uses the same base shock, which is a two-and-a-half-inch piggyback reservoir yep. shock. Amazing. The technology that you guys crammed into that shock is 
is hands down like I'm excited for people to watch the video on our discussion about the bump zone and yeah, the, that's really cool. Um, what did, what did you call it? Walker Evans velocity. Yeah. The velocity technology, so. his velocity technology. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're manu- actually manufacturing the shock in house. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we've been manufacturing suspension parts for other shock manufacturers for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we decided it was time we were going to take control of it and manufacture our own shock. So, um, yeah, it's all manufactured in house in the U S the shock body reservoir bridge. Everything's all hard anodized. Um, oh, the the quality of the components is off the charts. Yeah. Well, and another thing too, before you keep going on this, that I really love about this, and it's it's just a kind of a common problem. We've been talking about it earlier. Is there's a lot of just suspension parts in general that are on just an extended back order right now with all the craziness and people buying stuff. Yeah. These things are on the shelf, ready to ready ship to go, which yeah. is super cool. Exactly. Yeah, we wanted to uh, take control of that whole manufacturing side of it sure and, and that's why we decided to take it in-house build it ourselves so yeah if we get an order um we've got the parts sitting on the shelf we're ready to ready to get it out there well and then like it it really is it's a game changer sorry i just kicked if you guys heard that i accidentally kicked it. yeah no I, really I thought something there. something broke or someone was walking in on me Don't blame that Dang, on cameron Kyle. too look how red cow just turned Good night, Irene. Oh, that was loud. <laughs> it was Whoops. super loud. Well, it, uh, it's one of those things like I, it's really hard to explain to people how drastic the change can be. But for you to come out with a product that can be so like linear across the board for whatever you need it to be. And, and not only linear, but you don't have to like tell it what to do it's going to think about it on its own yeah 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 so we got kind of we sidetracked into the shock so it's a high quality two and a half inch piggyback reservoir right. shock which that alone can make a vehicle ride pretty good oh it, it is a well-tuned shock as far as suspension goes that is i i would say the the biggest impact on ride quality mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah your springs set your ride height and then yep. your shock controls mm-hmm all that mass and and really gives you the ride quality yeah so um so we got that great shock as the base which we're starting with yeah and then um like you were saying we've got three levels so the base e-click is just in cab adjustability so you've got three positions you've got a switch for the front switch for the rear Mm -hmm. you got soft medium firm right and so that's nice you don't have to get out you don't have to climb under the vehicle grab a lever that's muddy, dirty, <clears throat> whatever, or take your screwdriver yeah. and do click adjusts, um, which You're, is what I grew up doing, right. adjusting motocross suspension, <laughs> right? Um, so that's our base system. And then you step up to the e-click active, and that's where the magic starts to happen. Right. Because that's where we add the IMU to the situation. Yep. And where we're taking in the vehicle's onboard diagnostics info, and then that's where we get into the semi-active system where it's adjusting real time for how you're driving, mm-hmm. whether you know whether it's on the road and you're adjusting for steering and braking action, or if you're off-road yeah. and you're adjusting for descending down a steep hill yep. or getting to like an off-camber where you're dropping off. Like that's another great example. Like say you're coming to like in a regular drop-off, you're going to drop the front passenger side corner off first right as the vehicle starts to go that way we're going to ramp that front passenger side shock up to full stiff so it's going to help control that vehicle as it starts to unload that way sure and we're going to soften the rear up it's going to let it you know adjust to the terrain so yeah that's e-click active is where you get in start getting into that whole active suspension yep and uh even with that uh, e-click active, we give you, um, you can set kind of your base compression damping setting for the front and the rear separately. Mm-hmm. And again, that's from inside the vehicle with a, uh, a color touchscreen controller, which you guys got oh, to man. see today. It's, it's so cool. It's epic. <clears throat> and they're, they're, the mounting for those even are awesome. The JLs go on the TK shifter. Well, yeah. and, the, and the JK goes So the JL, the yeah, we completely replaced the TK shift knob. Mm-hmm. And 
the, the oh, and it's the, awesome. The control ring. It's really cool. And touchscreen is mounted right on mm-hmm. top. It's kind of like having an iWatch on top of you. Oh yeah, like, totally. Transfer, your case. transfer <laughs> case. Yeah. And then on the JK, what we did was we um, put it on the A pillar. Okay. Yeah, we didn't do that on the JL because there's got the JLs have that nice handle there. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't want to eliminate that handle. Sure. So yeah. on the JK, it's up on the A pillar. We just gave you a replacement A pillar. Yeah. So you've got that display right up front mm-hmm. and yep. center. Yeah, and it's a it's a really well. This isn't like <clears throat> some weird janky like LED screen. Oh I no, mean, it's, it's every bit as nice as your like iPhone, iPhone I or iWatch yeah. or whatever. Like I mean, it the, is legit, full color. The 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 rotary knob on it's really smooth and it, what is a billet? Yeah, it's all knurled. On yeah, the outside oh, yeah. and it's, it's got like nice details. Oh, it's. And, like I'm it's probably killing. gonna end up like driving around, just like flipping it around. <laughs> I can see. Hey, you doing don't that. do that because, as <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you start the vehicle, there is a warning that says, "Do not do not with this. use while driving." That's, that's Cooper, <laughs> no, no. you have to Sorry. acknowledge that. Well, if I'm not messing with that, I'm texting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. I'm not not doing that. Total <laughs> joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it's you guys uh, knocked it out of the park with not only oh, the shots, but just the the appearance of it is. The fit, finish, the quality. The I, I can tell you right now, as far as harnesses go, it's by far the nicest harness for an aftermarket electronic component that I've seen. Yeah, we wanted to make it easy for people to install, and uh, we didn't want pe- to give people any room to mess up. Mm-hmm. So, like, crimping wires, that's a pain in the neck, right? Right. Cutting, stripping, crimping, yeah. heat shrinking, all that stuff. So. With our kit, you don't have to do any of that, like zero. Well, and I think what's great, especially given our current circumstances, the amount of DIYers that are like, you know what? Oh, yeah. I have time. <clears throat> I'm at home. Yeah. Like you, that is the most complete, most simple package there could be. Like everybody's put shocks on an off-road rig. Sure. And if you haven't, yeah. you're not going to struggle with that. That one's no. going to be easy. <clears throat> That's easy. And uh, the wiring, like you made the harness, you made the instructions real simple and easy to follow. Like it, we took our time and like you looked at the instructions a couple of times. And um, like aside from just looking at the component components, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. It's as hard far to as the, it's like the harness yeah. lengths kind of makes sense. Makes sense where it's <laughs> you're going, not going to put right? the long yeah, one to the front. Put it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, something I, I do. And, and they have the they have the pertinent info labeled. Like it's labeled what shock every connector mm-hmm. goes to because it needs to know that so the ECM knows what it's sending. Yeah, where. yeah. We actually but it, laser etch the uh, right the onto the Deutsch connector. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, and I think something else that's worth noting on that too is even if you don't want to install it yourself, uh, this. This system sounds extremely complicated, and it is. But like you guys said, it's it all sit on top of this exact table here with yeah. plenty of room to spare. It's a lot in a small package. Yeah. But the other cool thing is if you don't want to do it yourself, you're not going to have to pay somebody two days' worth no. of labor. It's like you know, three to four hours tops. Yeah. So you, yeah. the install, if you take it to a shop, is not going to be right. a wallet yeah. breaker. Yeah. No, and for, awesome. for three to four hours for the, the <clears throat> quality of ride control, and what I mean by when I say quality of ride control, I'm not talking necessarily to the guy who's like, I want to wheel this thing and have some fun. It's going to be epic for you. But where it's really going to shine is when when your wife or your significant other takes this rig and drives it somewhere and they're like, oh my gosh, this does not feel like a Jeep on 40s or 37s or anything else. I'm just cruising down the road and everything is epic. Yeah, you're just driving it like a car. Like Like a car. Like a lot of our off-road wheeling rigs, they kind of ride like a 76. Like an off-road <laughs> wheeling <laughs> rig. You're like, beats, beats you make kidneys. concessions. You're like, I'm, yeah. it's okay because I went over that one obstacle yeah. but and my buddies couldn't. Yeah. And it's pretty funny because we make these massive concessions. Yeah. And even the hardcore rigs, like my 71K30 on 40s and mechanical lockers, with no sound deadening and a big block. That's pretty much a focused off-road truck. But like, I'm okay with it. At the end of the day, though, I probably drive it around on the road 80% of the time. Right. If you had to calculate the miles, sure. right? Like, I drive it back and forth to work. You sure. go on a wheeling trip here and there, but I drive it to the trail. But at the end of the day, 
it's on the highway. Yeah. Or <clears throat> it's paved roads 80, 90% of the time, right? right? And you're making these massive concessions to your on-road ride quality. You're 90% of the time. Right. To, yep. to do better at the 10%. The 10%. Right. So, you know, it's it's a little backwards. Yeah. But, but again, well, this kind of gives you that leeway. You're like, no, I don't, I don't have to make. Yeah, I don't have to give all that those up. concessions yeah. to, like our shop Jeep. It's uh, it's got a two and a half inch uh, Rock Shock lift, thirty sevens, right. and then he clicked Pro on it. And I went out to Moab for that uh, Moab four x four expo. Totally, I don't know, five six weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, I had the cruise control set. I'm on I-15, and it gets curvy, a- AC, and hilly, and comfortable. Else. And uh, I had my uh, cruise control set exactly to the maximum legal <laughs> speed limit right. that is allowed on the right. Road. Not over because nobody Not over, does that. Like, come on, over. it's an off-road rig. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, there's some ro- out in Utah. The speed limit's 80. Oh yeah, yeah you so, let her rip, Tater I mean, Chip. I'm yeah. in a trail capable jeep with 37s yeah. on it with this cruise control set at 80 boop like passing tractor trailers on the outsides of corners and stuff yeah. and you know i mean five even five years ago you couldn't do that no you it was a little like do i slow down and wait till after the corner or do i just <laughs> yeah test <laughs> like, test ugh. test my luck because it will it could get squirrely right like yeah i'm not sure what's gonna right. happen here and yeah so yeah, I mean. Oh no, it's it's a different day and age for sure. Well, and and I haven't I haven't driven that uh, your uh, your shock package on a JK, and I know there's a pretty drastic difference between the JK platform and the JL. And I think I think actually the JL platform might be that segue to get people to open up to the fact that maybe I don't need to make concessions. Maybe I can yeah. have it because it is such a nice platform by itself. And yep. when you start adding things to it on, on a vehicle that you're like, okay, I just spent, you know, 40 to $60,000, depending on what model I got on this Jeep Wrangler. Yep. Like I don't want it to go backwards. <laughs> I want yeah. it to be every bit as good, if not better. And our goal whenever we build a Jeep is, or any vehicle has always been, I would like this to perform better than it did from the factory, which there's no reason why it shouldn't. I mean, right. at the end of the day, the factory is like, look, I want to build the highest quality part from the lowest bidder. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yep. And they're going to give you exactly what they need to meet the criteria to whatever NHTSA, whatever whatever tests they need to pass. They're mm-hmm. going to give you the best that they can give you to pass that, but not jack the price up so high that, right. that it's not affordable. And which is why the Jeeps like shine, like they are the most accessorized because they are wide open to the aftermarket. And now we have this platform that it already came from the factory. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And now it has just opened up the aftermarket and you guys have jumped in like foot first, like you want to see something, check this out and said, we've got the highest quality product that you can get and we're giving it to you at a great price. Yeah, oh, I mean, killer price. Yeah, we're bringing <clears throat> this in. Nobody else is doing uh, a semi-active suspension system in the aftermarket for Jeeps, right? Or in the aftermarket at all. There's nothing available for Jeeps. You can't even get it from the factory. And really, the only uh, street vehicles that have anything like this is is the Raptor, Raptor, the Ram TRX, also. Well, and in, in, in neither one of those, like as far as what they cover and what they do, as far as function of the system. Are they are they close to? They're, they're close, but the difference is they don't give the end user much adjustability, mm. right? Yep. Because the OEs they want to keep you where they want. You, we're going right? to be safe. Yeah, we're we're here. This meets all. We're not going to give it give <laughs> um, you a TRX with seven hundred horsepower and leave it two wheel drive. We're going to make it all wheel drive, right. so you look like a rookie when you do donuts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, they'll give you, like, a sport mode right. and a desert mode yeah. and sure. all this, but they're not really letting you adjust it, whereas um, – and we were talking earlier about the three levels of system. This segues into the pro system. Right. So the pro system is top of the line. It's 700 bucks more than the active system, but for that, 
you get menus where you can actually go in and tailor the system exactly the way you want. Yes. It. So you can adjust how the shocks adjust to brake input, steering input, mm-hmm. um, throttle input, you know, all these different inputs. There's five different menus and you can really tailor the way that the vehicle responds, the shocks, right. to the way you want it. The kind of the nice thing I guess about the um SDI eClick Pro, eClick Active, eClick, whichever level you choose is the fact that are all vehicles like built and set up at the exact same weight every time? Exactly. No. 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 Like who knows? Like maybe you're gonna and, and this is kind of the the beauty of the eClick Pro. Like, okay, so I just bought my my jail and everybody well I've had pumpkin for a while, but everybody builds their Jeeps differently. And and as I've gone over in past podcasts, like I built pumpkin to be lightweight. I wanted a lightweight Mm -hmm. wheeler. I got connected with Nitto tire and I love Nitto tire because I I don't carry a spare. I don't carry a spare for a reason. Knock on metal. That's how it goes. Right. (laughs) And, uh, I want to keep things as light as possible. I put a minimal amount of stuff in there. I'm still rocking stock axles. I've done some big beefy upgrades there because I want to make sure when you rode in it, 538 gears, 40 inch tires, two liter turbo. Would you know it had 40 inch tires if you didn't see them? No, the two liter rips. It's I fun. Mean, it, it really rips. does. It's really fun to drive. Yeah, that's what our Jeep has too. And it, it's shocking. It's unbelievable. And with gearing, and I think the great equalizer on these things is is the transmissions. And I've gone into this a million times prior. But the thing is, the beauty of, like, your shock package over even what the stock comes with. Okay, so the stock sets their shock package up to work with the stock weight and load rating. They're yep. like, okay, this is where we are. These are the parameters we work with as long as you stay in here. Everything's going to be totally fine. And if anyone has ever been to SEMA into the off-road hall, are those rigs lightweight, no. stock weight, underweight? <laughs> like, or are we like, you know what? I'm going camping. I need satellite. There's- I want to have a microwave. I want a dishwasher. <laughs> I'm going to have a Taj Mahal that sets up in 13 seconds. And then I'm going to go wheel the hardest trail there is. Some of gonna, those rigs shouldn't be car- off-road. And I'm going to carry the Taj Mahal on my roof. Yeah. Boom. Booyah. Yeah. Which is yeah. the best. It's, like it's, it's better. A- the higher you get it <laughs> and the more weight yeah. you put there, the better it is for ride quality. That's yes. right. That's right. <laughs> so you can feel the roll of the vehicle as you turn. I, well, I like that. I like <laughs> that feel. Well, that's the other cool thing. And I think that you, you guys have put out a couple of little, little clips and stuff um, on the eClick system. That's one thing I noticed right out of the gate when we, after we put it on pumpkin and we went for a rip, Cooper doesn't drive anything lightly, as you found out. No, I'm good. So Nobody every calls cor- me smash. I've seen him. I've, I've watched him. I, <laughs> I keep forgetting you went on your way with him, but yeah. So every corner is just I like, watched him grenade of Dana 44 front end on grandma into oh, gosh. oblivion. Gosh. <laughs> no, you know what Day though? One. I know, I know what, I know what happened there. <laughs> I know what happened. I know what went wrong. Yeah. I unloaded full that full throttle. Well, I had to, and thank <laughs> thank God I had a fourteen bolt in the rear. But that was like an off camber hill climb that was crazy as heck. And if I hadn't had the front locker on, everything would have been fine. And in fact, we were in the air, and I was about to drop the front end back onto the ground, and I was looking for the switch because I was like, "Oh my God! If the front locker is in right now, I'm going <laughs> to grenade that U joint." And I couldn't get to it quick enough. And I grenaded the U-joint. I think the first, what really went wrong is we were in the air. <laughs> no, that's totally, it was totally fine. Just it was totally. Front. When just I was front. It was the just air. the front. It was just fine. Front. Like you had to hit that obstacle with some vigor. But I made it up it without winching. What? That's good. Yeah, yeah we, drove, we drove out of that. And then that was a funny time. That was when everybody really started noticing that Cameron might not be might, doing he well. Might, that he might die. And I'm like over there. We got this thing jacked up. We're on the side of the trail. I'm like, okay, I grenaded the U-joint. We should at least pull the stub shaft out and shove uh, uh, a rag in the axle tube so we don't lose our gear lube. Sure. And we don't jack up ball joints and everything else so that I can replace the axle and finish the week out just fine because I jacked up the ears. I jacked up the U-joint. Like, 
competition joints. Like everything it's was a jack. Apart. <laughs> and we're sitting there and it's 128 degrees. And I remember it clear as a bell. Keith Bailey is sitting next to me. I love Keith Bailey. <laughs> Keith Bailey, if you ever watched this or listened to it, I love you, man. We're sitting there and we're trying to figure out how to get this thing out through the knuckle. Yeah, right? because the ears on the... Are the, spread. Spread. And yeah. we're like grinding. And then I accidentally drop it and it falls out on the ground. I'm like, oh, what, what just happened? And Keith's like, Jeez. Cooper, we could have took it out the backside an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how, that's how hot it was. It was so oh, hot. Nobody was thinking. Nobody clearly. was thinking yeah. clearly. And, and Tom Boyd walks up to me in the middle of this, like I'm dripping in sweat. There's not a dry stitch of clothing on me. There's not a dry stitch of clothing on Keith Bailey. And Tom Boyd walks up to me and he goes, hey, your camera guy is not looking so good. <laughs> and I'm like, he's laying in the shade. Like yeah, he's I'm, resting. I'm working. <laughs> I don't need this right now. And um, Keith's like, he looks at me and he looks at Tommy Boyd and he's like, keep grinding, Cooper. It's going to fit out of there soon enough. <laughs> and I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Oh. And so we spent like an hour and a half on that and it was pretty comical. But we got it out. And then. Uh, yeah. And this was my first UA, day one. And I'd probably I'd never done a trail that hard because oh it was because before this you know like I said I had that that five week thrash where I was like chopping the truck into pieces and putting a cage on it and stuff yeah you know it was a full bodied long box right seven oh it was Chevy. it was a full truck yeah and then I chopped a lot of it off yeah and then we got to this trail and I'm like <laughs> oh the boulders are like right. huge <laughs> let me let me ask you know. this though. This is where it gets interesting. Had it not been that hot, was that trail as bad as we thought it was? No, that trail was still gnarly. Because it was like, gnarly, but I think it was like, like no joke. If I were to go back there right now with my jail, I think we would just walk right through it. Like we'd just be like, "Cool, well, we're cruising along." We've done it before, and we know. <laughs> like I'm like I'm in a vehicle that's completely untested yeah. at that point. I had driven well, and there, it, I had driven it from Huntington Beach to Hermosa Beach three I, times. And, that was, and let me just that say, was my shakedown run. As far as UA goes, I will tell you this much: what you know is what I know. So, like, when we get to a trail, like, there is no yeah, clue you know, what yeah, to expect. No, no, so no. your mind is like, the first few years I did UA, I'm like, oh, my God, what are we getting into? What are we going to do? What are we going to come across? Is yeah. this going to be sketchy? Like, what if I can't do this? Well, and then day one, they try to make it. Oh, I mean, yeah, they try out, to like, build it up. Day one is like, boom. Like, it's you're in the You're in the like, thick of it. If you're not really ready. Yeah, we will Everybody's know gonna within know. the first couple of obstacles. Well, like that one poor guy that had the uh, the Grand Cherokee or the Grand Cherokee, right? Uh, Cherokee. No, it was just a Cherokee. Cherokee. It was, but no, it was a Grand. It had a V eight in it and all that. Oh, but but that obstacle that you blew your axle up on. Oh yeah. He basically folded the unibody on yeah. his exo caged. Grand Cherokee. You're right. So when I rolled, uh, you know, we're getting back into the UA talk, but it, it's so fun, right? <laughs> no, it, it's like, it, yeah. it's like, and anymore, like, it's so different for me now than it was the first, the first one I went on. I'm like, cause you don't know what to expect. You're yeah. with all these guys that are, are basically the pillars of the off-road community. You got Rick Payway there. You got, you got Fred, you got all the cronies and the cronies are rad. Yep. They are like some they are salt of the earth. They are like my favorite well, and guys. And they've ever. done everything. Yeah. And they've like totally. won rock crawling competitions. Yeah, you got Chris Durham and you're whatever, like right? he just walks up to your window and he's like Cooper this next one you're going to have to get your mind right. <laughs> And then he walks off, and you're and like, "What does that oh, even mean? What, what does that mean? What do I, I, don't, mean? I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the, so and then you get up to it, and you're like, we're, "Wait, where are we going? Why, my mind's not right. <laughs> I don't. I felt like it was good. I don't yeah. have the tape deck in with my iPod attached to it, but yeah. whatever." <laughs> yeah. So I come rolling into Ridgecrest Hotel check-in. Yeah. At like. The last hour that you could check in because we were actually welding things on the truck that morning. <laughs> oh we were welding gosh. light bar tabs on. We put the new shocks on. Right. The new, 
shocks on the rear. The spacers didn't quite work. So we've got the apex running and we're grinding spacers. <laughs> like, this is the morning. That of, you're supposed to be on checking, the road. Yeah. Right? yeah. Luckily, it was in, in Like, this is the last time we're going to get sleep all week. Yeah. I hadn't gotten sleep for the five <laughs> weeks before that. So, like, I come rolling up and me and my buddy Jack, who came with me, and, and he helped me do everything. Oh, he was awesome. You guys were awesome. That's yeah. why you got invited back. Yeah. So we come rolling into this parking lot, and I'm like, all right, we got to get the check-in done. We've got this, this, and this. We still haven't installed the radio that they gave us right. that we need to have in order to go on this trip. Yep. So that'll be the last thing we do. So as soon as we get out, we're going to start putting the radio in, and then we can get this finished, right? And we come rolling in, and this dude with the Grand Cherokee is waxing it. Yes. Like, no way. Oh, yes. I'm like, what? You're wa- like, You're like that we, level. We welded <laughs> like, things. To I don't even have paint on things that should have paint. I, yeah, I don't. Bo- yeah, I never paint things because I'm gonna probably grind them up. But I'm like, holy crap, this guy's <laughs> waxing. Uh, and we both, oh, that's looked, funny. me and Jack looked at this and we're like, oh man, like he is so the other the other invited reader. There's only two of us that year. I'm like. He is so prepared. He, yeah. He is waxing <laughs> okay. his vehicle. Hold on. I remember distinctly who was the guy who had the electrical fire in the parking lot there? I don't think I knew about that. Oh, no. There There's was so many things that happened. Oh, yeah. There that was, there you was, don't even know. There was a, yeah. in the, in the parking lot in check in, there was an electrical fire. And I don't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, oh, gosh, that's no good. Yeah, I wasn't there yet. That might have it might have been me actually. I think I was still welding. I was still welding <laughs> on the grandma truck on fire that. over it there. Actually might have been grandma. I think it was. <laughs> but it was like you get into this mindset of okay, I'm going to go back and do this better later. But no, for no, right no. now, I just need it to work. Yeah. And you never get back to it. No. But it so, works. Yeah. You meet the criteria. Yeah. But when I see a guy waxing, I'm like, yeah, oh, he's like, met wait, the criteria. Something. He's done all the details twice, and now he's waxing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then we get out on that trail. And then the obstacle where Cooper blew the Dana 44 which the next was week, which was a let's legit be real. obstacle. It was a legit obstacle. It was like a but buggy trail. It was a we buggy had line. already been through like gnarly obstacles yeah. and like i maybe didn't take the best lines because i was like well that line looks gnarlier so yeah. i'm gonna go there yeah <laughs> and we'd twisted it all up and everything was fine i'd already had to work on the fan in fact i'd ordered a new fan while we were out on the trail to have to install the <laughs> oh next day because the coolant the, it was overheating and like chris durham works some magic and it stayed cool for the rest of the day God knows how. Who knows? <laughs> and uh, we uh, we made it through. At at the end of it all, I realized that that like the best upgrade that we did to Grandma that year was putting the fourteen bolt in the rear. Yeah, because yeah. holy cow, I drove out in two wheel drive and that thing like rocked it, and I abused the holy heck out of that <laughs> fourteen bolt in the rear. I believe it. Yeah, and it was it was just spooled. I was like, let's just keep it simple in the rear, and we'll spool it. Yeah, yeah. So the waxing guy to to, waxing to wrap guy. the story up, the guy who was waxing yeah. his Grand Cherokee, yeah, ended up on that obstacle, the waterfall. Yeah, it was like a waterfall, and it was gnarly. Yeah, it was gnarly. Like, yeah, I I put my truck in second gear, low range, and like. Got Gave her the like beans. Four thousand RPMs. <laughs> like drop the clutch. You like just there was no thing. way to carry enough momentum yeah. otherwise. So he ended up like wheel doing a couple big wheelies and uh, slamming down on oh his gosh. rock sliders. <laughs> he did it like multiple times. Oh gosh! And then when he finally got winched to the top, uh, and, and you're not going to be able to see this if you're just listening, <laughs> but but his unibody was in a U shape. Yeah. And he couldn't open the door. <laughs> That'll oh, not. That no. won't buff out. His exo cage blocked him from. Well, no, his exo, his unibody buckled underneath Everything. So his he cage. Couldn't, so what, was he climbing out windows? And he had to climb out the window. They ended up kicking the doors open, and then we took a sledgehammer <laughs> and just smashed the bottoms of the doors in. But did the wax hold up? I no. mean, it, it was shiny. It was, it was, it was so shiny. shiny. <laughs> It was so shiny. Yeah, it was. It, that was glorious. That's that was fun. such yeah. a fun trip. And then I was so bummed 
that I didn't have Cameron for the rest of it. Because from there on, like that, Just that epic. was one of the most epic trips ever. Because that was the trip we did. We did four dice. We did Rubicon. Yeah, we did. We did Death Valley. Oh my! That's red. All the it way up into the Sierras, like a Yosemite, like two hundred miles. No. June Lake. Yosemite, June Lake. That's like, cool. It was incredible. And then two days on the Rubicon, two days on four dice. It was. It was the most epic, absolute epic wheeling that I've ever had on you. Yeah, and it was like everything. So like when I bought that truck. I was like, okay, I'm going to build this so that I can drive to the Rubicon, do it and drive home. Yeah. From Southern California, the Rubicon mm-hmm. and back. And then got to go on that UA and we did, we did issue. Uh, we did. Oh my God. Everything. We did four yeah. dice. And then we drove home from Reno. In yeah. Like 105 degree heat. <laughs> at the end. And that whole trip, that whole trip down that highway is awesome. Like I've made that trip on that highway multiple times now. Yeah. Like that's the route I will go. Because it's just, it's beautiful. But you're talking about the 395. Yeah. We came back from Reno on the 5. Oh. Which is just like cow farms. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Like it's stench. country. Yeah. yeah. You, get, you get to, the, you get to the, the, all those cows. There's so many cows. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And like, yeah. we can't close the vents because oh, the yeah. whole truck is yeah. just venting. You're just right? breathing it in. Stockton. You're like, oh, God. And it's like 105 degrees. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, oh, the windows no. are open. Yeah. <laughs> Because otherwise you die. If I have, and and I imagine my feelings on this are going to be even more so this weekend. If there is anything that I have gained from our experience today with the eClick install and playing around with it, with the quick loop that we did on the streets in Spokane, which are like. They're rough. They're rough. <laughs> like, they're rough. They put some kind of all our money goes. Our, to our tax Ice money thing. goes into Seattle, not yeah. over here. <laughs> right. But yeah. uh, it 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 makes me want to take my Jeep and go do all the things that I have already done. Already done again, just to see the difference because it is so noticeable on the road. Yeah, that I want to go oh, and time. play with it in the in the rocks and just just so we're aware of it. You've set up the eClick system to be available for what lift ranges what sizes oh, and, so. and i know there's a lot of you have what up to an inch and a half of adjustability within the base shock that you built yeah yeah so um you can we have uh, three clip positions so we can actually adjust the overall stroke length of the shock mm-hmm. an inch and a half total um over those three different positions um but yeah we set the uh base setting up to be kind of like a middle of the two road. and a half inch oh two yeah inch. oh lift settings yeah yeah so the lift kit that we worked around was four inch on a non rubicon jl right or a two and a half inch on a rubicon jl because uh rubicon jls are a little taller are the they a little taller or the fenders the, the a little fenders, taller yeah the fenders yeah are so higher, you get yeah. more up travel and they do have a little bit more right more height i think it's like yeah. a a half inch, one inch. I think it's one inch. I think it's yeah. one inch difference in height between yeah. the Rubicon and the Sport. Yeah, so Rubicon two and a half to like four inch lift, and then a non Rubicon is like a four inch to five inch. So when you set up the base valving on these, and this is definitely definitely more of the mechanic side of it, when you come into setting up valving on the piston and setting up valving in the uh, reservoir and the the e-click portion of it, which from what I understand after talking today, a majority of your adjustments come through the um, velocity stack, that, that e-click portion. Through the e-click side, yeah, yeah. What um, do you take into account, like a certain tire size or a base weight or anything of that nature? Yeah, so we set the system up, kind of the, the tuning. We did everything on our shop Jeep, which is, like I said earlier, it's a JL. Two and a half on Two and a half on 37s. Which right? is a majority of people. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, common. It's, like it's, 30, 37s on a JL is going to go 90% of the places that yeah. you want to go. And it's so easy to do. Like, we didn't even, we haven't even re-geared our JL. Right. It's a 2.0 turbo. That, yeah. And that's that eight-speed is like. Yeah. It's a game changer. It makes little engines seem big, and it gives you that low, low range. And and if you're watching Jeep, I think you need to change up the T case. Your transmission has just changed 
the way that gearing needs to go. I think you need a three to one T case all the time. You nailed it on the Mojave. You just need to make that your Rubicon package, the three to one T case and yeah. so on, because you get such a low range four to one's almost too low. Yeah. I mean, the four to one's good when you get into the technical stuff. Um, but in yeah. rocks. Yeah. In rocks. Like you get in snow and things like that, that I play yeah. in a whole lot. And it's like, eh. and really in rocks, because of that transmission, okay, cool. You start in second or third year. Yeah. 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 So we set up, that was the vehicle we used to mm -hmm. set up that two and a half and 37s. Um, and, you know, we set it up to be kind of middle of the road valving. Sure. So mm -hmm. we can actually compensate for a huge range of weight because um, we have such a big range of control on our e-valve. Um, on our electronic valving system. Mm. So, you know, at low shaft speed, we're getting about a 500% range wow. between low low setting and high setting. That's huge. And, and like I said, we can proportionally adjust anywhere in between there Jeez. in real time. So, you know, if, if you go into your uh, settings and you we have a rear load compensation Custom setting. tailor. Yeah, thing. which so is super cool. you can adjust for how much of a percentage of full rear load capacity mm. you have so whether you've got a bunch of gear in it or you're yeah. towing a trailer you can offset that load in the rear so yeah like we kind of worked around the market average which is sure. that four inch the two and a half to four yeah, inch I think lift that's perfect mm. and uh but if you have different weights like this is going to be something for the overland crew oh yeah totally it's gonna be <clears throat> such a game yeah. changer for them because they have so much gear Yep. So they're much running here. those tall roof racks. They got rooftop tents. They're trying to they control got, it with with a sway bar, which from the factory was set up to maintain the weight of the vehicle. Sure. Yeah. Nothing more. So to give it any extra help is going to be huge. Yeah. And on a on a JT, which I hear you just came out with. Yeah. The JTs are like super light in the rear anyway. Yep. So any help you can give it is huge. Yep. Yeah, and you're just going to be able to dial that load down to zero. Yep. And uh, soften up the rear if you don't have anything in it. Yep. And then if you're loading up the rear, crank it JT, up. Just crank it up. That's awesome. But yeah, I think for the Overland guys, it's going to be a huge, game changer right? because they're on the road a lot. But then they hit the dirt roads, and then they have those big loads that they need to compensate for. How so. much do you have to think about, like when you okay now I'm. I've got my e-click and I'm on a dirt road and I'm wheeling and things are going to be different. And this is again, yeah. getting to the beauty of the system. Yeah. I mean, really you don't have to think about anything because the speed, it does speed it all goes down. It's already going to be softening up and uh, you know, and you do have three different modes. So you've got road mode, trail mode and manual mode. Right. So, you know, if you transition to a dirt road and you're thinking about it, you can go into the menu and you can change it to trail mode. And the only the main difference is trail mode is biased a little bit to the softer mm, side sure. for more ride comfort. Mm. And then what we did in our algorithm, when you're in trail mode, it's going to weigh more heavily um, vehicle attitude, like whether you're on a side hill, Leaning. downhill, uphill it's going to weigh those factors more heavily. And then when you're in road mode, the algorithm weighs more heavily vehicle inputs, like steering, throttle, and brake. Right. It's going to weight those and then change the setting of the shock more heavily based on those inputs. So you, you just recently took the shop Jeep to Moab. Yeah, yep, we were out in Moab. What uh, what trails did you run while you were there? Uh, we did Hell's Revenge a couple times. Um, yeah, that's a good staple like anyone who goes to moab for the yeah. first time should yeah. definitely do that trail. Yeah. that's a fun one yeah we did uh the hell's gate which is the big gnarly hill that gnarly climb sees. yeah yep um and then we also did poison spider mesa Epics. that's a good that's the one i launched my truck on oh is it the whoops leading yeah, into yeah. it on the bottom <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we were talking about that yeah earlier. so we did poison spider mesa and we we took all the uh basically all the optional lines and everything yeah and the that, hard lines there's that one really steep as you're getting kind of toward the end of it mm -hmm. it's like you're coming into the sand and then you go up this like almost vertical ledge oh yeah and then you got to like punch it and gas it out of that yep 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 so yeah we did we did everything and, and it's it's cool to see the actual live readout too like oh yeah to know what it's doing yeah like not not that it 
like in it areas just, you wouldn't expect to see feedback. You're yeah. like, oh wow, it's actually it makes it it makes you think about what your regular shocks aren't doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're talking about our home screen. So we've got a shock output screen, so you can see all four corners, zero to ten. It's just giving you an idea of how stiff the shock is and what it's doing. Yeah. So you know if you you bomb the brakes, you're gonna watch that front ramp up, stiff up to yeah. like seven or eight. Right to keep you flat, so the yeah. nose doesn't dive. Yeah, hit a corner hard. You're gonna watch the outside, outside ramp edge. up, inside ramp down, and uh, yeah, it's it's cool to watch because you can get an idea of what's happening. Sure, and uh, and and how it's working. Well, and you guys put together a pretty epic video that showed real time, like yeah, a vehicle with the e-click system going around a corner and without. And just how much body roll yeah. there was it's in impressive. the corner. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it really shines, like, on Cooper's Jeep, you've got the uh, the Curry Anti-Rock, right? Right, in the so rear. So that's a little bit of a softer sway, sway bar, bar that right. you don't disconnect or anything. Yeah. So when you soften those up, it's going to really let our system shine. So you're, you're going to have you're going to have this vehicle that you can tailor more for the wheeling that you do, and it's going to be softer and smoother. However, the shocks are going to compensate for that and keep it more streetable and drivable in normal conditions, say, when I'm going to get groceries or mm-hmm. whatever else. Yeah, like it's like what we were talking about earlier. 90% of the time, most of us are drive road. daily road. driving the thing. Yep. Yeah, and we don't want to make those compromises anymore. No. No, and we shouldn't have to in a rig that's that's that nice and that tailored and that luxurious. Yeah, and they're so sophisticated, right? Right. Like I don't, I don't want to compromise anywhere. Right, and you even take it a step further too with all the different customability in the. You know, you can dim it if it's too bright. You can set default yeah. settings. You can change the home screen default. Oh, you can the do weight, all sorts of. You different. can tell it. Look, I just loaded this thing up yeah. for a big trip. Totally, I've got a lot of weight in the back. Yeah. You're going to need to do a little bit more work. Yeah. yeah, and again, you don't have to get out. No, and click anything. No, you just do a couple swipes and flicks. Yeah. Tell it. Good to go. <laughs> You're good to go. It's the digital. Oh, I'm going to make some bad decisions, and they're going to be <laughs> oh, digital. Gosh. Yep. I I'll, I'll put it through its paces this weekend. This yeah, weekend is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a big snow wheeling trip. I look forward to talking about it on the next podcast. Yeah, it'll be a good one. I I miss it every year since my son's birthday. But yeah, I keep telling Kyle his son's going to have another birthday every year. <laughs> he's turning eight this or year, or he should just bring him. I mean, he probably would like to go play in the snow. Oh, he totally would with dad. But yeah, his his mom back. would be like, "I miss him." Yeah. <laughs> and look, Kyle wears the pants. She picks him out though. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Cooper. <laughs> Hi, Andrea. <laughs> she doesn't watch these. No, at least I hope that's not. probably good. Does anybody watch these? Does oh yeah, oh yeah. People watch these. Yeah, yeah. or listen wow. to them. Yeah, yeah. All, all of the above. All of it. We do video because people like to see Kyle. I started to feel so comfortable because about halfway through, I'm like, you know what? There's no way anybody's watching this. So. Yeah, no, people are so, watching. Oh just, yeah. No, just you'll, rolling. you'll just, be seen. I'm just talking to my buddies. <laughs> right. And now I'm going to become self-conscious again. Yeah. Me, like, Back to square one. Your hair looks oh, wonderful. This is going viral. Uh, <laughs> does it? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> oh, I dig it. Well, well, I appreciate you coming, Wayne. Absolutely. All the way from California. We're super stoked. Um, there's lots of big things coming down the pipeline with SDI. So. Well, yeah. you guys, you guys have some other platforms you're working on. You're just releasing for the JT. Yeah. So we got JK and JL done uh, on done. the shelf. Mm-hmm. JT uh, development's done, and we've already started cutting parts for that. So that's awesome. Less than that's weeks away. And then you're going to jump into full size, or as some of us refer to it, full size. I mean, we're we're looking at we're we're weighing our options and we're right. looking at what's next. But uh, you know, we've got a short list of vehicle platforms. And right. We just want to keep Hitting. introducing yeah the heavy hitters um, e click into the yeah the heavy hitters. Well, you know? if it rhymed with Super Duty or Ram, I'm all for it. <laughs> well, all right. I, I hope I, I think we'll be able to make you happy in the not too distant. Yes. Yes. Well, if so. you guys have questions on SDI eClick systems, make sure you reach out to us. We have their stuff on the site now. As Wayne said, it's sitting on the shelf, ready to ship 
right now as you're watching this um just go to shop by brand no back orders sdi no back orders no yeah, wait time no no covid like complaints <clears throat> it's like we're ready, ready to go to go and there's also going to be by the time you guys see this they also have some utv components um some hard components radius rods springs stuff like that um those well, are also available and, as well. and for you guys we're rolling into christmas um yes it could be selfish it could be for you but really if you take your off-road rig, your JL, your JK, and you make it work better for the day-to-day for your wife or significant yep. other, yeah, like I don't see the downside. Nope. No. It's a win-win. It's no, a win-win. We, we put it on some rigs, and then uh, there's been some wives that are like, I like driving this now. Yeah, and then you're like in a whole like you're in a whole other battle of well, it's my Jeep. Yeah, I want to I want to drive it today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's but a good problem to have. It is a good yeah. problem to have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can justify it. Yes, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, yeah. Wayne. Again, thanks for coming. Super easy install. Super excited to try it out on the new uh, or not new. I'm I'm excited JL. because I've never had to. Um, I spent more time wiring my shocks than i did installing yeah, I them that was a weird weird you're thing, like uh, wait a minute what <laughs> how many lumens is that <laughs> exactly it's the future <laughs> it is oh it no it is so the future yeah i mean in uh, the totally. next five years you're gonna see so Everything. much more of yeah. this active suspension and you guys are at the forefront out. and i'm i'm excited one that that you're a buddy of mine i've spent some time off-roading with and that we can talk about this stuff and do it and 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 uh play around with it but uh yeah two to see what you guys come up with because really the aftermarket has no limitations for creativity right yep. and yep. uh and for you to be able to bring a product to market that is as adaptable as that and will will cover as many different aspects of wheeling whether you're an overlander a rock crawler or a part-time crawler and have it or make the crawler. vehicle right I totally mean, if you're a mall crawler yeah we like, don't hate Hey, <laughs> it, corner, it corners like it's on rails, people. It corners like a sports car. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. Like in, and that is what it's all about. And yep. you will not know you're on 40s or 37s or anything else. Like right. It will just handle like it should. And if there was one thing that you could do to your suspension that will impact the ride quality, it is the shocks. So it, get a high-quality part, make it happen. You will not regret it. No. Yeah. Yeah, if anybody has any questions or wants more info, just go to eclickshocks.com mm. or uh, pick up the phone. Give us a call out there at SDI. You know, we're always there five days a week, and uh, we can answer whatever questions you guys have. And uh, like we were saying, we've got a full lineup of uh, UTV hard parts and everything. Again, made in America. We didn't even we didn't even jump in into that shop. phase of things. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a whole other world. Why? Uh, and and just from what you told me earlier, it might be something we discuss on a future uh, podcast. Wow. Yeah. For those of you that are like, look, I think the dynamic ride control and oh, the gosh. smart shock and all that are cool, but I want more. Yeah. Like, I, I think SDI is going to have that answer. Yeah. We're, quick. Jump, we're jumping into that, the UTV world real quick. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you want a semi-active suspension system for your vehicle that doesn't have it already, we're going to have an answer for you. So Sweet. Yeah, Sweet. man. Stay tuned. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming. As always, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, any questions, reach out to us. Thanks for coming, Wayne. Thank you guys. For Booyah. Having. Some uh, future stuff coming up on the next podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go wheel that Jeep tomorrow morning. Let's do oh, it. I, I like My it. My flight's not till 1145. I'm game. <laughs> Let's do it. Right on. Let's All go. Right. See you guys. See ya.